This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Listen, the people can express what they want with respect, you know. And if they boo it, it's because they love him so much. When you are indifferent and you don't care the people, it doesn't matter, don't boo. If they boo it a little bit, a little bit, it's because uh, it's they love it so much. But I thought a lot, a lot of people clapping and, and, and warm welcome back to his Aston Villa fan, four years old. So he loves that club more than any other club in the world. So, but for his career, he took that decision for us, it's so important, and to make a step, to play in Europe and, and do it. And like he said in interview, you know, when we will have 40 years old, he came back to play the last years here with uh, Aston Villa. Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. It's something for the weekend time. Although a couple of games uh, this week already. Midweek game against Manchester City squeezes us into uh, the weekend. Joining me to discuss the Leicester game at Villa Park uh, that's coming up. Uh, Mr. Chris Bird, welcome back. Hello. How are you? I've thawed out. I was going to say, have you, wa- have you warmed up from your journey home after City? Late night shift for... Uh, Quarter past eight. It's probably the, the latest you can get a fixture in the Premier League, isn't it? I'd have thought so. Kickoff yeah. wise, yep. Though I do remember, uh, remember that League Cup game the Liverpool against game. Liverpool. And it didn't yeah, kick off was, was like... it four three? Yeah, in extra, and it went to extra time. <laughs> yeah, I remember getting off a train because uh, I didn't go to the game. I got, uh, I was travelling up north, and I got off the train, and uh, I thought the game was over. You could go into a bar, have a pint, and they were ringing the, the last orders bell, and the game was still on. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame we lost that fucker. Was Stevie Gerrard playing for them? I think he was. He was. He, he scored that night as well. Yeah. Danny Murphy scored the fucking winner. Right, uh, something for the weekend time. Uh, this is not uh, our usual show. This is just something to get us up to speed after the Villa head coach's press conference. Uh, we like to kick off proceedings with uh, a Villa Minute. 
Who are we sponsored by this week? Breitling. Breitling. Ooh. So they're delivering the watches to your house now, are they? I didn't know about this Breitling shipment. We've got a new arrangement. <laughs> Is that because I didn't send? I never sent you uh, one of those watches that we were getting from the other companies. No, it's because they uh, they knew you might be in bed, so they thought, oh, but Bud will be Bud will be awake. <laughs> David's having a lie in. Bud will be awake. It's a safe option. Right, okay, well, you can time yourself on this one. Three, two, one, go. After crushing Brighton's unbeaten away record, it was the turn of Crystal Palace's unbeaten home record to disappear. A decent first half from Villa set the tone, while a rare Matt Target finish in the opposition net and a well-worked second, superbly finished by McGinn, did the damage. Substitute Douglas Louise was shown a red before it was overturned by VAR. Gerrard's back-to-back wins matched John Gregory's Premier League-era record of winning his first two games in charge, but unfortunately he wasn't able to break the record in midweek against Manchester City. Rather than wanting to create a hostile environment for Guardiola's men, the club rolled out the red carpet and bunting for the return of Jack Grealish, telling Villa fans what they should think in the process. Villa struggled to get out of their own six-yard box, never mind their own half, as they failed to lay a glove on the controlling City during the first half. Two decent goals from the visitors, including one of the goals of the season by Bernardo Silva, gave City a 2-0 cushion. Leon Bailey went off injured, again, and things weren't looking good. Cue a second-half renaissance, sparked by a quick Watkins snapshot off a corner. Carney Chutmaweka has a golden chance to draw Villa level, but Edison swiftly anticipates the danger. It proves to be a defining moment. Grealish's return is a mixture of boos and applause, and the whole ten defiantly blasting out Villa till I die. For the first time in a long time, Villa fans walk away from Villa Park after a defeat, feeling positive at the fight and improvement shown. Gerrard's men now entertain Leicester as the festive run of fixtures ramps up. Ooh. Yes, I'm glad the uh, the fir- second half did not mirror the first half, or else uh, that could have been ugly. Well, I think I'd have got home a bit earlier. Uh, I just yeah, <laughs> I was already make, making mental notes out the door after four, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, City never troubled us again. Really, did they? Well, no. I mean, Martinez, like, you had maybe one save to make in the second half. You know, Villa restricted City to their lowest xG of the season. I think it was naught point nine. Oh, give me some of those crazy xG stats. You're welcome. Come on, Will. And that's only the second team in 93 games to do so, apparently. What was it? 0.9? Oh, what does that mean? <laughs> well, they're averaging over one. <laughs> oh. Only the second team in uh, 93 games to do so. That Maybe that says more about City, though. <laughs> that was the thing. There was a, an illusion. Uh, just we'll touch on the City game while we're here. It, it was the kind of illusion where it wasn't like we were getting blown away by City. It was just that... We were trying to play out the back, and uh, as the uh, Villa minute says, you know, we were struggling to get out our own six-yard box. I mean, that the moment that Martinez puts the square pass out for, for a corner, corner <laughs> was just like that was I mean, just embarrassing. You have to laugh, don't you? I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, I do appreciate that Gerard is really like ramming home that this is the way we play, but sometimes you have to realise after sort of half an hour, yeah, maybe we need another option here. And just give City something different to think about. Because as soon as we did and we started mixing it up, we looked pretty good. And I thought some of our, when we actually managed to play through them a little bit, you know, some of Buendia, Louise, McGinn, their interplay I thought was great at times in the first half. But the, the, the final ball was missing. And Mr. Bailey will get this rant out of the way. Is it an illability? Is it an unwillingness to, you know, release the ball? Uh, he, just, he should have released Watkins. There's about uh, two or three occasions. Crim- criminal moment, really. One bad. of them. Especially when you see it cuts to the uh, the big screen and you see Gerard going absolutely fucking bonkers at him, wasn't he? Yeah. Never mind putting Watkins through for a chance. It was like just put Watkins through so it actually get out. It's actually five seconds that's not in our bloody eighteen uh, yard box. 
Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is it when you play a team like City, you're you're not going to get a lot of chances just to get on the ball. So when you do, you've got to make it count. Yeah. So uh, when he went off injured, uh, I mean, that's the good the good news now is it's he may be like the thirty million uh, pound man, but uh, when Young comes on, it's like well, it's we haven't necessarily got uh, weaker here because Young brings a lot more to the the table. Oh yeah. Yeah. The thing about Bailey, though, is uh, the way that game was shaped up, uh, his pace would have been useful, but uh, it's all right you know, having pace, but if you don't know when to release the ball, then uh, it's pointless. He might have actually been better coming off the bench in that game. It could have That might have set the game up quite nicely for him. Yeah, I think that could be the general uh, diagnosis on Bailey, better coming Short, off the bench. Short, sharp bursts. <laughs> There's a few in that category. Uh, the bench boys, El Ghazi, him. Impact players, that's the polite way of putting it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think it is, yes. Apparently, Sanson had the joint highest carries of the ball, and he was only on the pitch 13 minutes, which would suggest that at least he's progressive when he gets it. It's a sort of a good, a good little cameo from him, to be fair. I thought all the subs actually came on. As they've done, actually, in all three of the Gerard matches so far, he's got his subs right. And they've been progressive moves and they've all done well when they've come on. Yeah. I mean, uh, the defining moment uh, was the Chuck Moeka moment. Great build-up, wasn't it? Brilliant build-up. Yeah, this is, there was a lot more snappiness and we were moving yeah. the ball quicker. And that's, you know, when you're telegraphing passes, playing these slow rolled passes from the back... There's no way you're going to get through Manchester City, and no. uh, you know, just we just got almost like uh, it was like uh, one of those uh, compressor crushers that crushes yeah. cars. They're they were sort, slowly yeah. just crushing us back onto our own goal line. Well, City swarm you, don't they? Because regardless of all their you know, exceptional quality on the ball, they work really bloody hard to get it back quickly. Yeah. So you have to move the ball at pace, or just put it in behind them and turn them round. But I think ultimately. Uh, I would put the uh, the merit on Edison coming out like a like a bloody cheater to yeah. uh, close close down uh, Chuck Moeka's angles. Yeah, but it's great for Chuck Moeka. You know, a young lad is confident enough to push through. Because like, we, we don't we don't we've not been a team that have had midfielders breaking beyond the strikers for a long time. Yeah, kind of a bit of a David Platt role that that we haven't really had a player who's done that too much. And um, it's good that his his first instinct was to get in that position. It bodes well for the future when he gets a bit more confident because I thought he did well on the ball. I thought off the ball, he hasn't got that intensity yet. It was a really yeah. difficult game to bring an 18-year-old in, especially at that point in the game where you know you, you, have, you have no um, opportunity, do you, to get up to the pace of what they're doing. So it's a real sort of blessing by fire. Yeah, I mean, I don't like the the kind of uh, nearly man good effort as a comfort blanket, but uh, I thought that we, we did give it a good go and, and yeah, you felt like you were watching a game uh, genuinely in the in the second half, yeah. like it was a contest. It wasn't like uh, they were 2-0 up and they took the foot off the gas. They, they actually celebrated that win like it was... It was something, you know, all the players were punching the air at the end. Yeah, I think they got over the line, didn't they? They knew that they'd probably, they'd have to fight for that one. Yeah, which is a good sign going forward. But obviously, you know, you need to back things up with results. Uh, yeah. You know, putting in a good loss is one thing, but it's the same amount of points as getting hammered 4-0, which we normally do against City. That's that the most teams, to be fair. But I was, I was very impressed with them. You know, the two goals they took, especially the second one, is just such an amazing move. As much as much as we're we're poor in their penalty area, but once the ball breaks to Fernandinho, the, the whipped pass out to um Gabriel Jesus is great, and then the ball over. I mean, I I applauded that goal. It's very seldom I'll applaud a goal by the opposition, but you kind of just have to go fair play. Yeah, I mean the first strike was decent as well. I From, mean uh, both Diaz, yeah. both strikes you're talking about good goals, so uh Yeah. 
that was also uh, the difference, even though it looked like we were getting crushed slowly uh, <laughs> to an inch of our life in this game. Uh, they needed two decent finishes to uh, get the goals that ultimately won it. So, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, in terms of losses, that's probably as positive as you could uh, hope for. Unfortunately, the Bailey injury, but... You know, the jury's out still on him uh, and uh, we're not going to see him until the new year. Was the the headline of the Gerard pre-Leicester press conference? My uh, diagnosis of this is Villa might as well have just spent one million on a bang average player, made out that he was like the second coming and just then just said, oh, sorry, he's injured. Uh, Oh, sorry, he's injured. Get him off the bench for 10 minutes. Then he's injured again. Just pretend that could have given injured. me like hundred grand a week. I'd yeah, have, I'll, exactly. I'll, I'll pretend to be injured for hundred grand a week. So then, then you're not you're not wasting twenty nine million in a transfer fee. He's probably had three, hasn't he? Like three hamstring injuries so far. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Uh, again, you know this this is on uh, the due diligence on the player. So uh, we'll we'll leave it at that at this stage. Uh, Ings uh, seems to be touch and go, but it seems unlikely to uh, come back in against Leicester City, isn't he? Yeah, I, I mean he won't be starting anyway. I thought Watkins did really well and has done the last few games. So I think if he if he is going to be involved, he'll be on the bench. So. There's no point taking a risk with things because you know you've actually got a relatively functional forward line. And I think uh, Buendia is slowly getting up to speed. Yeah, I mean, he's, I he's you know, it's, he's making some decent little passes. I mean, he set up the Chip Moeka chance. The reverse pass in the lead-up to the second goal against uh, Palace was excellent. So he's starting to show his uh, merit now, which uh, I think if you've got him on song, then if you've got Watkins on song, then that's a big part of your forward play straight away. Yeah, and, and with Louise, some of the interplay between those those two and then obviously you, you link it up with a striker. I think you've got guys who can start to... Sk- How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Team. Yeah, Louise, uh, very sloppy when he came on against Palace. Totally reformed performance. He, he was, was very, really very good. Very good. He, you know, he's playing on the left uh, quite a lot as well in that game against City and in the second half. I thought him and Nakamba both played well in the deep, in the deep role. I thought their, their passing was much crisper. Yeah, and, they, and they, uh, they wrestle control of the game off uh, City in the second half as well. You know, that was... Uh, a lot to do with uh, Louise really stepping up and uh, showing a bit more authority in the middle of the park. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think the big difference from the previous two games was Villa had played quite narrow against Brighton and Palace, and against those sides, you probably can. City, you've got Mares and Sterling, who pretty much hold the touchline. They they really open the pitch up. So all of a yeah. sudden, you know, you got Cash against Sterling, which was a, a good battle. I thought Cash did well, but Sterling had a good game. And Mares against Target was, you know, a bit of a mismatch. But actually, I think they both stuck to their task pretty well in, under the circumstances. Yep, so uh, Ings, uh, they'll make a decision uh, the day before the game. Yeah. Trezeguet's playing under 23's game, so he's, as we said on the previous podcast, he should be back before the end of the year. I've got a feeling Truro will come back in January and then disappear off to the African nations straight if he, away. If he goes ahead, <laughs> there is talk that that might not happen with the, uh, right, with the okay. current COVID problems. I think all the clubs in Europe are trying to push for it not to. Not surprisingly. They'll do things when it's, uh, in terms of COVID, the Premier League will, uh, by hook or crook, play Premier League games uh, in the middle of a pandemic. But when it comes to uh, taking away their players, uh, yeah, they'll uh, try to shut down other tournaments. All, and, all under the banner of uh, player welfare. Yeah, exactly. It's when it's convenient. Anything else from the press conference? It was obviously very positive, as the as the fan base would be and the players would be. They'll take a lot of confidence from the City game. Um, they're probably better than where they thought they'd be, which is interesting that he said that. I don't, I don't think he expected them to be that crisp on the ball in patches. I think he'll be looking for that more consistently. And then he's sort of his, his, his finishing statement was, "Yeah, we don't benchmark ourselves against anyone else. We're Aston Villa, we're a big club in our own right, so we don't. Yeah. We're not going to compare ourselves to Man City because that was probably that was my thing when I said it at half time to to Dan, who sits next to me, was that why are we trying to play them at their game yeah let's play them at our game and it looked like we kind of did that in the second half and we mixed things up a little bit which is which is good yeah although we were playing in the first half the same way as we do under smith this kind of playing out the back or, tr- or trying to play trying to back. yeah so it'll be interesting against leicester because now uh you're facing one of the teams who have been in a, i would i would say leicester have been on the decline this season it hasn't they haven't been as crisp as they have in the last few seasons they certainly feel a little bit more unlike the previous two, where they are they, they are there to be got at defensively, which they weren't previously. They've lost as many as as they've won, haven't they? Five yeah. five losses this season. And which, we've actually uh, got a, we've got more clean sheets than them. Yeah, we've won the same amount of games as them. So it should be it potentially as the prospect to be quite an even game this one. I mean, they're still uh, in the Europa League, and they've done pretty well, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, they're certainly looking good at home. I think they've still got to go to Naples, I believe. That's their last, I think that's their last group game. They have been, uh, well, they've been hammered a few times this season uh, against the bigger dogs, shall we say. Yeah, and obviously Chelsea and Arsenal both had pretty convincing wins against them, you know, in the in the very recent recent past. They've actually been losing games at home in the league, but they've actually been pretty good. I think they lost to West Ham, I think it was on the first day of the season, or very, very early. Since then, they haven't actually lost. I'm just hoping we're not playing it out, our, playing it across our six-yard box again, because Vardy's going to be laughing at that. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> uh, last season, each team beat each other on their own patch, so uh, 
It'd be interesting to see how it shapes up this time. The thing about Leicester, though, there's, there's been a couple of times where they've whooped us, uh, but yeah. I think that's when we've been going through our transition to get back in the uh, scheme of things as a Premier League force. I don't expect to get whooped this time. Uh, I'll, I'll say that out loud. No, there was the, there was a was it a four one game at Villa Park and a four 0 just before the lockdown. That was in uh, sort of sandwiched either side of that amazing uh, two legged semi final. Yeah, I mean the one in March uh, two thousand twenty, the four nil at theirs was that, that was, was like dark, the, wasn't it? <laughs> as the Band Aid song went, uh, the clanging chimes of doom. Uh, that was like, oh, we're getting relegated, boys and girls. Uh, wasn't looking good at all. Uh, in fact, you would say uh, it needed a pandemic to save us uh, yeah. after that four nil. Yeah, interesting though. You ha- you actually have to go back to August two thousand for the last time the game a, a game between Villa and Leicester finished goalless. So it's going to be nil nil then. Isn't it? <laughs> Kiss of death that could be. Yeah. Right. Uh, what's the key stat? Of this encounter. Well, interestingly, actually, probably not a positive one for either side, but both sides have been on the receiving end of a 4-1 hammering at the hands of West Ham. I mean, if you could take anything from that stat, it's uh, maybe uh, in terms of pecking orders, if we were saying Villa should be looking at teams like Leicester, which we were, at, you know, you remember Dean Smith kind of earmarking them as a team that we should be uh, around. Mm-hmm. But that was them as a, uh, let's say, a top five force but now uh, I think West Ham have uh, West Ham are just have uh, got their act together in the last couple of seasons. So I think they're well judging by those results. They're uh, cut above Villa and Leicester at the moment, and uh, I think you're looking lower mid table to uh, just above mid table are where Leicester and Villa probably find themselves. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think you'd probably say both teams certainly back then were defensively not too clever I think Leicester their defensive record this season is is worse than it's been before but I still think they've got enough guys going forward that can hurt you but I I think we have as well to be honest yeah I think you need to look at this rather than going oh yeah the next three games were you know so this month uh, Manchester City Leicester Liverpool you're looking at the middle one there the Leicester game now uh, as a uh, one that you can get points from as opposed to this is like you know one of the top five teams because I don't think they are at the moment no and their form has been quite sort of you know they'll draw one win one win a couple they're kind of they're they're not like just winning or having unbeaten spells like you know we've obviously had the, the Brighton and the Palace games that had had they'd come off good runs and we ended them Leicester are kind of Little bit hit and miss by their own standards, I would say. Villa uh, have uh, they've actually lost their last couple of uh, home games against Leicester, so that needs to change. Uh, I think the last time uh, we lost three in a row at Villa Park against them uh, is, according to the BBC, it was between the nineteen thirty six and nineteen fifty four. Obviously, flittering around the divisions there. I think the last league win was like it was an Alan Hutton winner, wasn't it? Under uh, under Lambert. Yeah, I remember that game. That was the year that the year before Leicester won the league. Schmeichel had a blinder in that game. Yeah, but overall, this is another one of these uh, depresses me. We we said the same thing against Southampton. Uh, just when you look at the just the Premier League as opposed to the you know the whole history of football, you know Villa Leicester just from you know being of certain ages, you think yeah Villa a bigger club than Leicester, but they've beaten us. Twice as many games. Uh, we've won five. They've won ten. Yeah, they were our bogey team, weren't they, in the 90s? I always remember that. Even the, the first time they came up in about, it was about 96, we just always we just couldn't turn them over. So that's like we've won five out of 24 games, which uh kind of embarrassing. Considering where they were at one point, they weren't 
they were a pretty average side and they yo-yoed a couple of times and we were still couldn't beat them. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I think Martin O'Neill did well for them uh, against us as well. Yeah, he did, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, when they've won five of the last seven league games uh, against us, uh, it's just, you know, it's got to be some changes happening this season. We need to be cracking skulls uh, again. We need to re- realign the order of the Premier League. <laughs> Yeah, they want a new world order. And also, you know, we need to take confidence from, you know, when we played them in the uh, the League Cup. You know, it was a great night, one of my, certainly one of my favourite nights at Villa Park in a long time. And we really battled hard that night against a very good in-form Leicester side. But sometimes you just have to find a way to get the job done. Yeah, it's just one of those teams where you, ex- you know, when you do your, your polls, you know, win, win, draw, lose this game. Most Villa fans are saying, yep, yeah, win, win, win. But actually, when you boil it down, there's absolutely no grounds for optimism in terms of... Uh, what's going to actually happen but uh you know this is up to uh, gerard to uh sort this out uh in terms of uh the final segment of uh, something for the weekend who are we going to poach from their team if we could buy any player to improve our first 11 who would it be for me i'd go with yuri tillemans i really like him you know sort of combative strong in the tackle great on the ball can score goals obviously scored that winner in the fa cup final last season which was a Worldy uh, and can kind of he's one of those, but a genuine box to box midfielder. You're generally saying just to boost the midfield. Yeah, I think so. He's that because he's a proper box to box midfielder. You know, I'm sure some people say, "Oh, let's have Madison," but you know, me and you both agree on that. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't, uh, he's like a poor man's Grealish, isn't he? Yeah, and uh, Grealish is a poor man's Grealish as well most of the time because he doesn't play. Yeah, I'll, I'll go along with that because that is uh, the main. Uh, position that could fundamentally change Villa although I was encouraged by the second half against City where yeah. they wrestled back control but it, it's, they just need to be a bit snappier in the in the pass and uh, and have genuine movement and mm-hmm. you know a bit more confident of being positive uh, and you know unselfishness uh, and that's aimed at Bailey obviously right uh, I, I just had my uh, booster jab so I'm feeling the uh, the pains of that uh, you always have 24 hours of uh, fatigue and I'm draining so it's time to get out of here big shout out to uh, the My Own Man Said patrons thank you very much uh, for uh, supporting the show and uh, we'll do uh, the latest shout outs uh, in the main show uh, coming up uh, at the start of next week right let's get out of here regular visits to Villa Park again after them being like once in a month uh, during the start of the season yeah, it's quite nice. I quite like a midweek game. Uh, now it's Sunday, so uh, just got to work out when's the best time to uh, have your Sunday roast, before or after. Depends if you want to fall asleep at half four. <laughs> Until uh, next time we speak, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from him. Goodbye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.